now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business, once again back in business, joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. What's up, Nate? What's up, Mike? You know, this weekend was bittersweet for me, okay? Okay. Because I advanced in the round, the first round of Scott Fishbowl, the playoffs. So, yeah, there we go. But I also lost my first championship of the year. I lost to... Um, Patrick, one of our Patreon uh, members, in our Rewind C2C, lost my first championship. I was undefeated going into the championship, and Patrick beat me in the final. So props to him. It was a tough loss. Patrick gets a little bit of an extra bump there. So Yeah. You know, Caleb Williams didn't play this week. That really that really hurt me. Yeah, that's that's tough. But um, it's going to be uh, championship week. And if you want to hear more about that, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. You can sign up. You got bonus podcasts. Doing a seven-day free trial for Patreon. If you want to get into our Discord for a week, try it out. See how you like it. See if it's for you. Again, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. We would love to hang out with you. And I think that's a great value. Free. It's a good value. And that's why we're going to be talking about some Dynasty trade values today. Um, Regardless of what side of the fence you're on, pro anti-trade deadline doesn't matter yeah. we're talking about trade values and you know don't league shame either like it's fine either way yeah i'm a man of the people like i've said before whatever the league wants whenever i set up a league i put it i put things like that to a vote which i think is important like oh i don't like this well we voted on it and it passed as however you have it so that's how it is i personally prefer no trade deadline so we're going to get into it right now and nate He's a little bit maligned right now, and that is Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver Quentin Johnston. How are we selling this guy? Can we? His given cost right now is a mid-24 second and a 25 third, which feels like it should be a good value. First-round NFL draft pick, first-round fantasy football draft pick. Still in his rookie season, only midway through. Yeah, I mean, look, he's going to have some drops. That's what happens when you're a rookie. Let's hope he's not the next Jalen Rager. Not Rashad trying to help Perryman. Here. Rashad Perryman. You you get you get flashbacks when people I do, man. I, I it's like the thousand yard stare sometimes. Oh man. But Nate, tell me what you think about this cost. Accurate, higher, lower. If you think it's different, what do you think it should be? I think it should be a little bit lower, you know. Interesting. Just because of how we play Dynasty. You know, I'm risk adverse, and at this point. Quentin Johnston's really risky. He was already risky going into the draft, going into the rookie draft. You know, he had that boom bust developmental kind of wide receiver profile. We all knew he was going to need to sit for a while and develop and, you know, ease into a role. Well, the Mike Williams injury uh, nixed that. He was forced into a role he wasn't ready for. You know, Josh Palmer obviously took on uh, a lot more snaps, but Quentin Johnson has had to play more um, as the rest of that team has been injured and Josh Palmer's been injured. And he's just not ready for it. And we're seeing it. You know, he's got a 57.2 PFF grade. It's not good. You know, 21 receptions, 190 yards, one touchdown, 0.72 yards per route run. That's that's not good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a guy who we've talked about being able to use his size and stuff like that, only four catches on 15 contested catches um, targets. That's 26.7%. Mike, not good. 
No, that's not good at all. So I'm assuming that you would sell at this cost. If you could get this for, if he's on your roster and, and let's say I came to you and I was like, Hey, I'm going to take QJ off your hands for this. You're mm-hmm. taking it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If, you, if you give me this, I'm willing to let loose and just go ahead and break the ties, move on with something else. You know, I'm also looking for players like Keaton Mitchell, um, Jahan Dotson, Deontay Johnson, Marvin Mims, even if it's tight end premium, I would love to be able to move Quentin Johnson for maybe Luke Musgrave, Michael Mayer. You know, if I have to add like a third on top of Quentin Johnson to get those guys, I'm happy with that too. If it's tight end premium. So with Luke Musgrave on IR, you're assuming that that's a better deal moving forward long-term, not right this, this second. And I have a question for you. You're saying that you're, we're talking about moving a guy who's a first round draft pick again in the NFL, in your fantasy drafts for Keaton Mitchell, who's a UDFA in both the NFL and rookie drafts. Do you think Keaton Mitchell is going to be a thing Moving forward, I would love if I could put him into some lineups this weekend. Unfortunately, yeah. the Ravens are on bye week. What are your thoughts there as a Ravens fan? I think he's definitely a thing moving forward rest of the season. Now, after that, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, there's definitely an opportunity, though, because J.K. Dobbins is going to be a free agent. Um, guess Gus Edwards actually might be a free agent as well. I believe he had a two-year deal he signed the last, before last season. You can double-check that for me real quick. But the big thing that I noticed, talk about Keaton Mitchell real quick, he started – the last game that the Ravens played against the Chargers. He started over Gus Edwards, who has been one of the best running backs over the past month or so. And Keaton Mitchell started that game, um, which is not just a big thing just to start, but for a John Harbaugh team to start a rookie running back, especially undrafted one. Uh, you know, the John Harbaugh I grew up watching, he did, he did not like rookie running backs. And to put his faith in Keaton Mitchell definitely shows a lot. Um, so Gus Edwards is, but he isn't. Um, so he's technically under contract until 2027, but all those years are voided. He does have, he is guaranteed some money. Oh no, I'm sorry. He does have a cap hit of $1.8 million next year, but with these voided years, it's just going to, gotcha. you know, so um, yeah. Okay. So fire up Keaton Mitchell. Um, so for me, I think this, this value is accurate with a caveat as far as I feel like it should be lower, but I feel like this is what the going price is right now. And I, I think that's important to note too, just because you know what I think a value is, whether or not it's accurate, doesn't mean I necessarily agree with it. We'll get to that later on in the show, but you know, he's still a first round pick. He's not going anywhere. I understand Canarius Tony was cut after a year. This is the New York giants, not the Los Angeles chargers. They're a completely different story. Um, I think depending on what my team looks like, though, I might be more inclined to sell or hold and just hope he breaks out. And you could get more because I feel like you're selling low here. Um, Sometimes you want to just cut bait. And I also don't hate that at all. But for these prices or possibly even cheaper, I think I'd rather take a shot on a guy like Jonathan Mingo or even Michael Wilson. Yeah, these are guys that I think, and I understand the Carolina. Look at you, Mike, coming around on Jonathan Mingo, <laughs> who I think just three weeks ago you said I was pathetic for bringing up. Yet I believe he actually did pretty well uh, for the Panthers this past week. Curious to see receiver. Curious to see what the Panthers look like now that they fired their head coach. Um, it, what a fiasco down there in Carolina. You know they they force him to draft the quarterback he didn't want. They give the quarterback he didn't want no weapons. And then it's just it's a travesty and Frank Reich gets canned. Fear not for Frank Reich. He's a good offensive mind. He will get a job somewhere doing something. I have no quarrels about that. So, uh, that's where we're at with Quentin Johnson. Let's talk about a tight end now. Arizona Cardinals tight end Trey McBride made his given cost currently is an early 24 second and a 25 second accurate, higher lower 
If different, what do you think otherwise? I think this one's lower as well, Mike. You know, I think with Trey McBride, it's a single early second or it's a mid-second and a third. I'm not paying an early second plus a second on top of that. Um, If it's tight end premium, still not excited about it just because I think you can get similar players for cheaper. And I'm not going to overpay for Trey McBride, who, you know, I talked about hasn't, you know, really shown us some upside. I believe he had like 15, 16 points this past week. Um, So, you know, that was really nice to see him hit that level and be able to keep, you know, double digit points up for multiple weeks like that. McBride's good, but I don't think he's an elite tight end. I don't think he's in an elite situation where he's going to get a ton of targets. The Cardinals are situated to, um, you know, bring in some extra talent, the wide receiver position in the offseason. So, and, and Michael Wilson's had a little bit of a breakout, Rondell Moore as well. So, you know, Trey McBride's not in a position where he's going to dominate volume. So he needs to be efficient. I don't think he's going to be the most efficient uh, tight end either. So he's, a, he's just a good tight end in a solid situation. There's other guys I can get like, you know, Cole Komet, you know, Ferguson, Dallas Goddard, Luke Musgrave, Michael Mayer, who I think are similar levels. You know, maybe you don't have the production right now. So if you're a contending team, you know, Michael Mayer might be, um, you know, better for you than, I mean, Trey McBride might be better for you than Michael Mayer. Yeah. But long term, all of these guys are really like in the same tier. And, you know, Pat Frymuth, who we just saw break out, I think he's, you know, I'd rather have Pat Frymuth, of course, than Trey McBride. And I think you can get Pat Frymuth for similar prices, this is not cheaper. Um, so once again, it's not really against Trey McBride here. I just don't think that he should be valued, you know, at this point because the tight end position at that talent level and that production level is kind of replaceable right now. It's funny you say that because some of the guys you'd say you'd rather have him over are lower than him currently in the season. Need this the tight end eleven? I'm going higher because good tight ends are hard to find. That's why I think you should at least be paying a twenty four first. For the guy, I mean, look, if you don't have a good tight end, you don't have anything. We see that. And I understand a lot of people say things like tight ends don't matter. If you think tight ends don't matter, don't start one and then tell me how much they don't matter. When you're getting a goose egg in your lineup every week, every position matters. Like I said, tight 11 on the season, I think Zach Ertz is going to be gone after this year. I don't know what his contract looks like, but he's been injured on and off the last couple of years. Got a good report with Kyler Murray. And the wide receivers for the Cardinals right now are really uncertain. I like Hollywood Brown moving forward. I like Michael Wilson. He's a question mark. He was a third-round pick out of Stanford. Wasn't even the best receiver at Stanford last year. Nate, do you know who was? Uh, who was, Mike? Benjamin Urasag. There you right. go. Right. And we got Rondell Moore there, and we got Greg Dortch still hanging around. I think he could be one of Kyler Murray's future primary targets. I also don't think Kyler Murray's going anywhere. If it matters, I'll buy at this price, though. If I could get him for two seconds, I'll gladly buy – for sure. You know, I've been trying to get by on lesser tight ends like Greg Dulcich. I've been getting screwed over the last year. So if I could get Trey McBride for two seconds and I have a bevy of second round picks, I would gladly spend it to get him. Future potential breakout candidate. <laughs> Let's not forget, he was tight end one when he came out too. Yeah. No, like I said, I like Trey McBride. I just think that, you know, it, in the tight end position, if you don't have one of the top three, four or five guys, then you just have one of a dozen guys. Would you rather have Trey McBride or Kyle Pitts? I'd... <laughs> <laughs> because, look, <laughs> I understand. I'd rather Kyle Pitts. But at some point in the season, you have to ask yourself these questions. Even if you're not taking it seriously, would I rather have this guy or that guy? Yes, one player has a lot of upside. 
but this other player is being consistently better week in and week out. And I need points. Points win championships. Upside doesn't. So it's just a question that you could think to yourself. By the way, best tight end in Atlanta is John Smith. Let's move on. And let's talk about the greatest wide receiver to ever play the game of football. And that was Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Drake London. So, Nate, we're just going to throw out a, a cost here. And just we want to see, is it worth taking a shot on him at this price? And if not, now when? And that is a late 24 first and a 25 second. So we're staggering picks both in years and rounds. What do you think? I'm lower, Mike. Lower again. That's three for three right now. You are a downer today, man. I'm a downer tonight, man. You. I know. I you know, I'm looking a single late first, you know, an early second and a second, you know, that that deal kind of we just talked about with Trey McBride. I pay that for Drake London, but not a first with another second on top. Um, number one, I hate deals where I'm trading away two draft picks for one player. You know, I, I always like to get a draft pick back like a late one, you know, just because I hate giving away multiple assets for one. But London is talented, but he's just so handcuffed by this offense. We just talked about Kyle Pitts. We're going to talk about him in one of the uh, future podcasts this week. And I'm going to talk about how it's it's the situation that sucks. And it's the same thing with Drake London. You can't like one and not the other, honestly, between Kyle Pitts and Drake London because they're both talented guys in a terrible situation for fantasy production. So I can't pay a, a second on top of a first for a guy that I don't believe is going to be able to produce at a high level consistently for me at this moment. But – I'd still pay a first because I think he's a talented wide receiver in a rebuilding situation. You have a late first. I don't mind you using that on Drake London, who I think long-term is still going to work out in some way, but I can't rely on him right now. Okay. I'd much rather have DJ Moore, T. Higgins, Nico Collins. I mean, you can get those guys for similar price. Yeah. And you know, I agree. I actually think, well, I, I agree that I'd rather have those players. I disagree in the sense that I think this is accurate. I want to preface this by saying, if you went Drake London, this is what you're going to have to pay. It should be lower, but this is what the going rate is for Drake London right now. People are just hanging on, and I get it. You know, a lot of times we hang on to players because we don't want to say, I was wrong. I need to move on or do whatever. I'm guilty of that in the past as well, trying to be better with that. People yeah. believe in him. Atlanta's offense, it's not showing it, showing that him or anybody is really the guy. And look, why pay this for Drake London when you could pay this for more productive wide receivers? I'll sell at this price. I would rather take shots. Well, not take shots. I'd rather have players like Devonta Smith, Gabe Davis, Deontay Johnson, although Deontay Johnson's having Gabe a day. Davis. You'd rather have Gabe Davis than Drake London. Yeah, look at what Gabe Davis has done this year. I think Gabe Davis had 12 targets last week. You know, we're, we're talking, you want to talk long term. I'll take Gabe Davis. I think Stefan Diggs moves on after this season. Gabe Davis is going to be the primary guy there. Him, Khalil Shakir, it's going to be a nice little wide receiver room. Dalton Kincaid as well. It's going to look good. Now, that being said, I'll also take Deontay Johnson, even though he's down right now, and T. Higgins. That being said, if I'm acquiring these players and I'm moving Drake London, I can most likely get plus assets on top of guys like Gabe Davis, Deontay Johnson, and T. Higgins right now for moving Drake London. So, Yes, I'd rather have those players because I want points. <laughs> All right. Just look for an offer in your inbox after the podcast for Gabe Davis. Okay. Well, are we moving Drake London? Well, I don't know, but I'm going to find someone. Don't worry, Mike. Do you have Gabe Davis anywhere that you can send him to me? I don't know. I have him a couple of places. We'll see if I 
it's in the league with you or not. I hope not. So, <laughs> <laughs> but hang tight for a word from our sponsors, and we will be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. Let's get back into it and let's talk about Houston Texans wide receiver Tank Dell. So, Nate, his current going rate, by the way, he's another Nathaniel as well, I believe. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's not very tankly, though, but his going rate right now is a mid first. I'm assuming this is a 24 first and a 25 second. So, again, we're staggering picks, staggering years. I love it. What do you think about this one, Nate? I think we actually agree on one for once, I think. You know what I think, Mike? Tell me. I think I stand the wrong tank all offseason. I understood your logic on Tank Bigsby. And I, to be honest with you, I don't understand. You can't tell me that Ernest Johnson is that much better than Tank Bigsby. I, I don't know, but if I had 80% roster of Tank Dell right now, I'd be pretty freaking happy. So I wish I had. I think I only have one share of Tank Dell. And to be honest with you, I'm pretty bummed out about it. Yeah. I think I got, I think I have three in my leagues. But right now, I think this is an accurate price a first and a second round pick, um, a mid first and a 25 second. Look, Tank is just killing it right now. And Stroud loves him. Um, Going back to the draft when Stroud was like, hey, pick that guy up. I like that guy. To the fact that now he's sitting on the field where he's targeting Tank all the time. Four games with 10 or more targets. Um, over the last four games, Mike, 25 receptions, 369 yards, and five touchdowns. That is ridiculous. Those are some impressive numbers. Um, plays out wide 70% of the time, so it's not a guy who's just winning the slot. Um, Tank Dell has real talent. You don't win outside in the NFL with his size unless you're really talented, and he's out there doing it. 21st in the league with 15.1 um, yards per reception. He's got an average depth of target of 14.4, which is 14th among wide receivers with 25 targets or more. And, Mike, he's 18th in the NFL with 2.24 yards per route run. All this to say he's getting the ball down the field, he's creating big plays, and he's doing it consistently. And – He's now connected to a quarterback on the first year of his rookie first-round deal. Um, I'm holding on to Tank Dell. I don't know if I'm buying Tank Dell for this price or not. I don't think this is a bad entry point if you're going after Tank Dell. But uh, I think this is a fair cost if I'm going to acquire him. Another player for this cost I might rather go after, Brandon Ayuk. I got Ayuked. <laughs> Ayuked yeah. twice last week, I think. It happens every time we play. Yeah, I like that call, though. Um, I will tell you that I think that this price is accurate. And also, I did see a YouTube comment uh, a week or so ago with uh, Tank's breakout. Should I sell Nico Collins? No, you should not sell Nico Collins. I think you should keep Nico Collins, and you should put him in your starting lineup because Nico Collins is having a fantastic year. Keep him. Yep. Right? Unless you can capitalize huge on a trade to get rid of him, I'm keeping him and starting him. But again, this is accurate, and... I'll pay it to be honest with you because there's a potential that he's better than what you're getting at the back end of the 2024 first round. Although I like the 2024 wide receiver class, we have an established player right now performing well in that's going to be in the same system next year with the same quarterback, with the same head coach. Yes. Love the report with Stroud. He's currently wide receiver 14 on the season, Nate. Yeah. Wide receiver 14 for a guy that, again, taking the big L on, on Tank Dell here, you know, but I'll, I'll buy in at this cost. I really like what I'm seeing and wheels up. Yeah, Tank Dell's the next Puka Nakua. 
I can't. Yeah. I mean, who, who's the next Tank Dell? We need one for the last last uh, third of the season. The thing about that is there wasn't really like there was hype about Tank Dell when he got drafted by Houston. There were there were the truthers, and I feel like Puka was just kind of an afterthought, you know. Yeah. And then obviously when Cooper Cup got hurt, it was you know we remember hearing well Ben Swarnick or Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson was going to be the guy. Van Jefferson's now at Atlanta, so it's just amazing how things can change. Um, but yeah, maybe he is the next Puka Nakua. Puka, who's also trailed off a little bit. Um, yeah. Let's talk about a guy who's pretty hot right now, coming off that big dub over the Vikings. That's Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields. So, Nate, his given cost right now is a mid-24 first and a mid-24 second. Higher, lower, accurate. Tell me what you're thinking here. You know, I think this is pretty accurate for what his price is right now. I agree. And um, that's all great, but I have so many question marks about Justin Fields. And will there be a new head coach after this season? I sure think so at this point. Uh, we heard some rumblings that they might clean house with the the coach, the GM. Yeah. So but, that might mean a new change of scenery for Justin Fields too. Yeah, that's my question. Is, will that new staff that comes in, will they want Justin Fields, who has less time on his rookie deal, especially if there's a new GM? Um, or, or do they want to go get their own guys? I don't know. Because they're going to have opportunity if they want to go get a new guy. They're going to have opportunity to build around Justin Fields if they want to do that. It could really go either way. But honestly, Justin Fields might need a change of scenery. There's a lot of teams I think he could do pretty well on. I don't think Justin Fields is a bad quarterback. I think I that his stats actually have been pretty good considering the situation. If you go back and look at his last you know, 16 games, he's actually been overall a good quarterback. All of his stats are pretty positive, um, you know, especially the raw ones. So – He's getting you fantasy production. He's going to have opportunity. He's not going to just go out of the league after this offseason, even if you know they go a different direction. So I don't mind going into this point. But with all the question marks, I personally am selling because I think it's not going to get too much better between now and then. And you're probably going to be able to get a more accessible entry point later in the season or maybe beginning of the offseason when stuff starts to go down in Chicago. I'll say this. you know, there, I did see somebody mapped it out where – Chicago cleans house and then they trade him to Atlanta and then the bears draft Caleb Williams. I mean, talk about stock up yeah, for everyone, all your Falcons players, all your bears players. And you know, if you're a bears fan, if you're a Falcons fan, like that sounds great for everybody. I don't know of any Falcons fan that would say, no, I'd rather have Heineke or Desmond Ritter over, over Justin Fields. Like, that would just be ridiculous. I guess if it's Atlanta, it would be ludicrous, but I think this is accurate. Look at me with a pop good. culture That's reference. Good. Look at you. Oh, that was still a little, still a little dated, but well, I'm a little dated. But this is what starting quarterbacks. This is what they get. You get for a starting quarterback, a productive starting quarterback in Superflex. Yeah. Look, he hasn't been what we want him to be. If he fixes his fumbling, I think he's going to be fantastic. We've seen him do it with his legs. Oh, he never did that in college. He didn't have to. His college wide receivers were better than his NFL wide receivers. You wouldn't run either if you're throwing to. Who do you have? Um, he had Garrett Wilson. He had Chris Olave. I mean, just the, the guys he was throwing to, just incredible. I'll buy at this price, to be honest with you, because the fact of the matter is maybe you could get him cheaper is possibility, but I think the possibility is more realistic that his price is going to go up, especially if he gets traded somewhere else. So yeah. unless it's New England, in which case I would <laughs> just yeah. – <sighs> I've seen the mocks recently with Caleb Williams going to the New England Patriots. I would hate my life. Oh, just 
Yeah, it boils my blood a little bit. Okay. The caveat there is if he goes to the New England Patriots, but Bill Belichick is not the head coach, then we're talking a different story here. Talking a completely different story. Do that, we start to like the Patriots a little bit more? Are they less of the bad guy all the time? I don't know. I mean, I think, I don't know. We see everyone says that Belichick was a Brady, so I was Brady all along. Um, let's get to one more here before we do our scrub pick of the week. Nate, how and when do you acquire Bijan Robinson? Is it even worth it to try to acquire this guy? We had talked about the tumultuous Atlanta Falcons offense. Do you want to take a stab at it, or are we just going to say, I'm good? What are you thinking? Yeah, it's a tough one. I think the window was really the last couple of weeks um, when everyone was so upset about Arthur Smith. Um, but the production's starting to come now. And, you know, we had the two touchdowns this past weekend. It's going to be hard to get Bijan. He's still the RB1 in Dynasty for most people. Um, yeah. I mean, the few people that don't have him as RB1, it's, it's CMC or it's um, maybe it's Jameer Gibbs, I guess. But Or Brees Hall. It's actually probably Brees Hall. It's definitely Brees Hall. I would say it's Brees Hall. Yeah. So, but if we're going to go after multiple 24 firsts, you know, we're going to need two 24 firsts yeah. um, and like an early second probably or a player of similar value. Um, you know, if you want to tear up, I think you can tear up from a player like maybe – Travis Etienne and a first, you still might need something on top of that to get Bijan. Um, you know, if, if you only want to trade a first away with a running back, there's not really too many running backs, but in that, you know, outside of that top three or four that you can just add a first one to get Bijan. We pretty much have the same thing here. Multiple first, you know, or you put a guy like maybe Etienne or Jacobs and you got to add a first on top of it. Yeah. But when to buy him, that's a tough one because this is really situation dependent. If I'm rebuilding, do I want to spend the draft capital that I'm going to need to get this Probably guy? Not. Because I could stock my roster elsewhere. And if I'm contending, I might want somebody that's a little bit more consistent. So I don't think now is the time to go after Bijan. If you're contending, I think Bijan's still fine to have. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but is the, if you could spit, what if you could get CMC for that price for two firsts? Are you saying would I rather have CMC or Bijan? If you said if you're contending, you think Bijan would be good, but if I could get CMC for the same price, would you rather have him down the home stretch? I think I would. All right. Well, CMC is the exception here. Would you rather long term have Brees Hall or Bijan Robinson? Bijan Robinson, man. You're still okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Brees Hall too. Love Brees myself. So I'm I'm happy with one. So okay. All right, perfect. Nate. Let's do it up. Scrub pick of the week. Can I talk last week about you can. David Montgomery, higher, lower, a half a touchdown? Hey, come on. What are you thinking, man? And it could have been rushing. It could have been receiving. He did have one rushing touchdown. So on the season, I'm eight and four. You're seven and five. But what do you have for us this week? Yeah. You know, I was at Thanksgiving with my, my wife's grandparents. I was sitting there watching the game with her uh, 94-year-old grandfather. And David Montgomery scored. I was like, Freaking Mike. Now he's going to be one up on me. Um, but I'm going to get you back this week, Mike. Let's try you know, it out. We got the scrub pick em. Okay. We're, we're, we're going with a scrub who's playing and there's Thursday. And that's Tony Pollard. Hmm. All right. So we're going back to the well, the touchdown well. Tony Pollard scored a touchdown in each of the last two games. Does he do it again, Mike? Rushing or receiving once again? Against the Seahawks. Well, you know, he, he does have a touchdown in each of the last two games. And oddly enough, he has four on the season. 
one in each of the last two, like we had said. And the last time he got a touchdown, he had two in the opener against the Giants. Um, does not have a receiving touchdown on the year, however. However. I think, uh, you know, it's a Thursday night game. Thursday night games are a big question mark. So higher, lower, one touchdown, right? Uh, higher, lower, 0.5 rushing slash receiving touchdown. I hate that I always go first. You know what? I'm going to go higher. All right. I'm going lower. I don't think he does it. He's got two touchdowns in a row. I know that's great. But you look at the rest of the season. This has been a tough season for Tony Pollard to get into the red end zone. It's been a tough season for him to break off big plays as well. Um, we're going to talk about that on one of the future, the next podcast, I believe, actually. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's Thursday Night Football. Usually not a lot of scoring. Let's go lower. Let's keep him out of the end zone. Speaking of going lower, on our last Wednesday release podcast, I did put a poll up on Spotify. You can interact with the polls and questions on Spotify. I asked the late 24 first and a 25 third for Brian Robinson. 66.7% of you said, no, I'm good. Thirty-three percent said yes to that trade. Oh, say say that again. Which trade it was? Brian Robinson for what? Brian Robinson for a late twenty-four first and a twenty-five third. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, so sixty-six percent said no, and thirty-three percent said yes. I think that's pretty fair. I think if you need a running back and that's your opportunity, think think that's fair. Yeah, crazy kids not wanting Brian Robinson in a vacuum. I might take the the, the late first though. Yeah, I still like Brian Robinson long-term. I'm a Brian Robinson stan, as it were. So uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Until next time, for Nate, your host, Michael Bauer. See you later. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DYNASTYREWIND. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So, again, underdog.com. Use the promo code REWIND. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.